0: Hello Woodlane community, this is Pastor Brian and you are listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast episode 063. If you are listening to this, you are an honorary member of our community where we seek to bring the presence of Christ to those around us. On this week's episode, it would be nice if we could just bust holiness for good. There are days it would be nice if we could just bust electronics for good, just so we could have a conversation with somebody again. For good or for bad, I don't think anybody is going to get that wish. But there is a way to live into the way we were wired as people, experiencing joy and community, even when the world is super connected and disconnected at the same time. Check it out! 15 cigarettes a day cannot be very good for you. Can bring on, I'm sure, a number of health concerns. Can reduce your life expectancy with enough days of them. Can certainly reduce your life quality. And yet, the effects of 15 cigarettes a day hit half of America, maybe half if not more, of this very room. And that doesn't even include the people who are affected by smoking yet. Let's pray. God, this day, transform us with your word. Help us to grow more and more into the people you have created us to be. We pray. Amen. Have you ever tried to talk to somebody, maybe a child, and felt like you just could not get through Have you ever had a conversation with somebody where one side of it goes to about the effect of one or two words? Maybe the occasional, hmm. Have you ever felt alone in a room full of people? I can almost see from some of your reactions, it is a sickening feeling. It's no wonder loneliness has the effect of 15 cigarettes a day in our lives. It pulls against how we were created, how God designed us to be. Not people who are lonely, who are in isolation, but people who are in community. The good news is, hope is not that far away. As we read from the passage Andrew so eloquently referenced, Paul writes to a church, to a community in Colossians 3. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if any of you has a complaint against one another, forgive one another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds together everything in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called to be one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, I recognize you may scratch your heads a little bit and think, how is that passage going to connect to the idea of loneliness, which hopefully I've made the connection to the idea of smoking cigarettes. I promise it will all work out. And I promise it on two, I'm going to say, universal truths about humanity. One is that it does not take a lot of living to at some point experience this idea of loneliness, of disconnection. And I'm going to probably use those two words interchangeably today. And the second truth is that you have probably experienced the frustration of somebody while you're trying to talk to them and they are doing this all day long and all... And Or even when somebody starts off a sermon walking down doing this and trying not to crash into the communion table. There will be a place I bet I could get even the most silent of you to give an amen in this message. Pay attention on that. But I'm sure you could say yes, these phones are the bane of our human existence. This technology is evil. (laughs) That wasn't even the spot I was going to hope for it, but... Kids these days, insert rant about how life was better in the horse and buggy days when we used to write on stone tablets. Because our parents never had to deal with anything with us, did they? Oh, you didn't think I was just going to make this all a one-sided thing now, did you? There is a place to recognize an irony to this whole direction that the world has gone. That the more connected we are, the more disconnected we become. Again, the idea of being disconnected, the idea of being lonely, the idea of being isolated, goes against how God created us. From the very beginning, from Genesis 2, where he writes, after he had created Adam, created the world, he looks at the situation and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone I will make him a helper as his partner. We read even a few verses later about how God said, let us create humankind in our image. Speaking of the community that is God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Whole different message there. I'm not going to try and break down the community of God. But we are designed, we are built with this desire for community into our DNA. Now, since I'm in this vein of universal truths, as best I can put them, I'm going to share two about that I have learned about the generation coming up behind us. Those that are now getting married, having families. One truth. And you can decide to agree or disagree with these. You know, I'm not going to try and persuade you one way or another, but one truth, as best I can put it. It is a generation that values connecting through real relationships. More on that to come. It is also a generation that desires greatly to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Now, there is a place where technology fits into that. I won't describe how and all that sort of stuff, but the fact is you could, wherever you are on the using technology line, you could try and swear off technology as the evil, as People these days who can't do anything but this, and they have the strongest thumbs in the world, but what about the other eight fingers? But I want to broaden that out a little bit. To say that some people can wear, I will never have a Facebook account, like some kind of badge of honor. But to go to that place, to say technology is evil, is akin to saying that paper is evil. Consider it. Paper has been used to write love letters and has been used to write declarations of war. Paper has been folded into paper airplanes by second graders and used as fuel for arsonists. Paper itself is neither good nor bad. It is just neutral. Technology is the same way. Technology can be good. Connecting through technology can be good. As we were getting ready for Easter, there were some things that I tried as far as advertising for the church, marketing for the church, that I had never done before. And I was able, at a moment's notice, to communicate with somebody in Missouri that I had never met before because I happen to have their cell phone. They know a ton more about how to prepare for Easter than I do and get real answers. Never met him. I'd call him brother just as fast as I'd call any other Christian. Obviously, there's the flip side. Technology can be used for evil. You can use your imagination on that. If your imagination cannot go there, I will just tell you technology can be used for evil as well. But all technology does, like paper, is reveal and amplify what is on the human heart it also reveals, just shows us, does not create two losses that have led to a lot of people experiencing loneliness, experiencing disconnection. The first one, here's where I bet I can get a million amens, is that there is now a lost art of conversation. People being able to talk to one another. And yes, in this case, I mean face-to-face. Now, if you are familiar at all with social media, I'm going to kind of share something that you'll probably recognize when I point it out. If you are not familiar with social media, hang with and you'll see where this is going. A lot of what you will see on social media is declarative. Is statements about, this is what happened today. I feel this. I believe this. Declarations. As you get into conversations that happen in social media there is still this idea of declaration i feel blank i believe blank i think you are blank even as you get into hot button topics conversation becomes an exchange of mini monologues here's what i have to say then the other here's what i have to say and it goes back and forth like that here's the thing Social media did not create that kind of problem. If you think about conversations, even face-to-face, they can have that mini-monologue exchange to them. This is what I think. 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 Back and forth. And ultimately, there ends up not being any growth, any development, any nurturing, any, if you're talking about a hot-button topic, any resolution. It's just this Back and forth of, this is what I think, this is what I think, this is what I think, this is what I think. That is where the art of conversation gets lost. How do we bring that back? How do we start to learn how to have real conversations again? One tip. And again, this works whether you're on social media or whether you're face-to-face over a cup of coffee. Practice asking questions. That's interesting. Why do you think that? Hmm, tell me more. Simple, not difficult, but it requires, let's see, what did the Bible say? Humility, meekness, patience, all of those enough to admit that the other person, even if they are a generation or two younger than you, might be able to teach you something might be able to share something that is of value to you. It also says, when we have the humility to do this, it says to the other person, you're important to me. What you think, what you are saying is important to me. It's not just, I'm not talking while you talk so that I can think about what I want to say when you get finished saying it so I can get back on my mini monologue. It says, I value what you're saying. You're contributing. Maybe we don't think of it so in such deep words, but that generation that I said that's coming up behind us that values real relationships, that for many of you guys is the generation of your grandkids. And if you want to be able to have an influence on their lives, whether it's to the point of getting them to do their homework around the time you want them to, all the way to getting them in a place where they would accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, and anywhere in between, then valuing them and allowing them to see you are important to me is not optional. The second loss that comes that creates this idea of disconnection, this idea of loneliness, is a lost art of confession. You may look at this and go, where in the world... Now, maybe I can see the smoking and the humility and the loneliness connecting. Where in the world does confession come into this? I promise you, I will put that together. And if you think that, you are also probably, in a way, proving my point. Because I said that close relationships are an antidote to loneliness. So let's just take that idea of what makes for a close relationship. Because if we want to beat loneliness and close relationships are a way to do it, it helps to know what fosters that. Confession allows us to recognize, gives us the practice of recognizing that we don't always have it all together. In a culture that basically has this collective allergy to the word sin, we can fool ourselves into thinking we do have it all together. And that if a conversation goes dry or a relationship goes wrong, it's got to be the other person's fault, because i got my stuff together. And when we practice that lost art of confession, of speaking to God and saying, this is where I have fallen short, this is where I've disobeyed you, this is where I need you to forgive me, it helps change our attitude toward other people. That all of a sudden we can start to approach them with whatever their age may be, with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. It helps us learn, verse 13, at a new level. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, you also must forgive. It changes the dynamic of the relationship to a whole new level. That it starts to become like a beggar telling another beggar, where to find food. It reminds us, because we don't have it all together, we can be honest about who we are to other people. And that generation coming up behind us, that speaks volumes. Your kids, your grandkids, wherever wherever you might be on that. Because another universal truth, they can spot a fake at a thousand yards. They know it. When you're putting on your Sunday best. They know it. And you know what? That's when you're going at arm's length. Want to break through that requires recognizing that sometimes we don't have it all together. And when we allow that to be a part of who we are and a part of how we present ourselves, we start being able to develop close relationships. The relationships that are the antidote to loneliness. So this week, practice intentionally practice that lost art of confession to God. The good thing is, whatever you might have to say, God doesn't judge. Because he's heard, he's heard it all. I mean, you listen to the confessions that the people who were the authors of a book of the Bible, you hear some of their confessions, you think, man, they were Jerry Springer compared to me. Whatever it is you might have to share, God sent his son to make sure it could be forgiven. Practice that. And then recognizing that when we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just gives us that compassion, gives us that forgiveness, take that and use it to spurn one real conversation with somebody this week. That means more than hi-bye. That means no Sunday best. And yes, just to put it on the record, that means not doing this. Courier-Sand's 12-point font does not equal conversation. For some of you, I get you are already experts at this. Run circles around me day and night on this idea of being able to have a conversation with somebody. If it feels a little out of your wheelhouse, give it a go anyway. Because I know some people are shyer, more introverted than others. Because it's not meant to turn you into a fish that's out of water. It's actually meant to turn you more into who God created you to be. One who can experience joy that comes in community. Thanks again for listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast. I hope we've given you something to make you think. If you'd like some more information about our community, check us out at Woodlanechurch.org or visit our Facebook page at Woodlane Newark. If you happen to be in the Finger Lakes area, come check us out live on a Sunday morning at 9.45 AM. See you next week on the Woodland Worship Podcast.